Hello, and welcome to Created For Podcast. My name is Chriselle, and this is the podcast where we find out why we created, what is the purpose, what is the intentions, what is this life about, all these decisions and ideas and everything going on all around us. How can we unite or reunite with God to fulfill his will to live for his glory. And so in everything that we do, it is bringing honor to God and we're living life and we're living it abundantly because Jesus Christ already died for our sins. So we have this abundant night life, excuse me. So let's activate it. Let us know what it is for sure without doubt and without wavering. Why are we here? What are we created for? So thank you so much for tuning in, for listening. I know there is so many other podcasts, but for you to listen to this one is much appreciated. And in the description box, I will have the listening platforms where you can subscribe, you can like, follow, share with others. And also, if you have any questions or comments, you could feel free to leave them. I will have all that information in the description box for you. And we are going to get right into it. So what are we created for in this podcast? We are created in him crucified in Jesus Christ alone. That is the essence. That is the core belief of Christianity It's in Christ alone. That is the preaching. That is the teaching. That is the living that is being activated. That is the substance, the source and everything, every fragment part of Christianity is cored in Jesus Christ alone in him crucified. And so in first Corinthians chapter two, and I will go ahead and just read one through five for you. I am reading the ESV version and we are going to get right into it. And in verse one, it says, and I, and that is Paul, He is saying, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Amen and glory to God the Most High. What a powerful word already in the beginning of chapter 2. And I could totally relate to what Paul is teaching in this. I, for one, am not one that has the best speech. I mess up my words. They get fumbled all the time. My mind is racing and a lot of times the words don't come out right. So I am not going to ever proclaim that I am the most um, eloquent with my words. I am not the most intelligent and all knowledgeable person. You know, I can make my debates and I can stand firmly on the word of God. And I feel that is where power comes from. It's not in me. It's in whom I believe. It is in whom 
whom I rest in. It is where my faith is ignited. It is where hope is restored. It is where my whole belief system rests and lies upon. I am fully dependent and committed to the word of God. And in that, that is where the power comes from. So I might not always in all these episodes have the most exciting topics that you want to listen to where you feel like you got something out of it. Maybe you did, maybe you did not, but I am going to still remain obedient to Jesus Christ and in him crucified. I will not boast on myself. I will only boast in the one who created me and created you also. So in verse two, this is where I hang my hat. I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. That is where everything rests upon. So am I going to talk about some other topics? Obviously, the world is full of things to engage in and discuss openly and to share and to learn and to grow and hopefully it be pleasing to God in our error, in our failings, and anything that we're confused about or feel like we are just the scholar on and we could be completely off base, completely wrong. I pray God reveals that to us so we can walk in truth and obey fully what he is really showing, not just old revelation that people are trying to make new and make exciting just to get your emotions going, but for it to be just rested upon the full revelation that is already had is in the word of God. Nobody could do it but Jesus. People will try to use fancy words and come across like pompous and big and like they got it all together and they are just such the expert. And I praise God for those who give glory to God for what God has taught them and then they share it. That is all awesome. But There are many people who will use these lofty speeches to try to just persuade you a certain way. And they're not fully educated. They're just going based on their experience and not looking at the full spectrum. And in the word of God, that is the full spectrum. It equips us and prepares us everything that we need fully to know God and to go from glory to glory, you could read a scripture and the following year read the same scripture and get more details out of it when you study, when you stay in the word of God. And everything that we do, even though life comes in different ways for many of us, all of that inhabits still in Jesus Christ crucified. He died for us not to be in bondage to sin and to be enslaved to the worldview, but he set us free and whom the son set free is free indeed. And to tap into knowing fully what all of this means, you got to be in the word of God. And what better day to start than today? Today is October 31st. A lot of people celebrate Halloween. 
and don't really fully know the origins of it. I don't fully know all of the details, but I do have a, a basic history of the origin of Halloween. I decide for myself as a Christian, because of my conviction of knowing what the word of God says, that I do not celebrate Halloween. My, my husband nor myself, we don't celebrate Halloween. I don't um, want to put anybody um, into a box where I'm telling them what to do because we all are making our own decisions how we celebrate festivities and everybody has their own way that they're not going to be fully engulfed into Halloween. They they put up fall decorations. They may have a gathering at their house. They still may allow their children to dress up and, and get some candy and whatever a person decides to do, it's going to have to be on you because you answer to God for all that you say and do. You are going to give an account for your life. So I can't force anything on you, but I can at least explain and teach what I have learned so you could be fully aware to make your own decision. And in understanding what Halloween is, it's important that you do study that you don't just go with the flow, but you know why you're doing what you're doing. Why is this festiv- festivity, excuse me, celebrated? Where is this tradition originated from? Why do people do it? And so for me, knowing the origins of it, I made it up in my mind that I am hanging my hat on Jesus Christ and in him crucified only. And if this does not give him glory, then I wish for my life to no longer participate in things that do not, um, glorify that does not base, isn't based on, you know, the word of God. If it's anything that's taken it away from the truth of God and the word of God and doesn't give him glory. I want to be aware enough and very sensitive enough to know that I can make the decision that I don't have to follow just because everybody else thinks it's okay. Just because everybody else is cool with it and they will defend it. If I feel that it's wrong, if I feel like I don't want to participate, then I'm not. Because I'm allowed to make my decision for that just like you are. And so when you look back, um, it has been basically a history with Halloween that has been going on for centuries. And it's like, it's a basic, it's basically, excuse me, it's basically an ancient Celtic uh, heritage of the Samhain when people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts. Now in the word of God, does God tell us anywhere from Genesis through Revelation where we ought to do something like that, where we should put on a costume to ward off ghosts? Does the word of God teach us that? Because if it does not, then you do need to make a decision. Why are you being involved in a day where there is um, dawning of costumes and and eating trees and trick-or-treating and carving jack-o'-lanterns and doing all of this? What would be your purpose? 
Do you not care? And say, hey, it's not a big deal, Chriselle. It's not that deep. I don't want to be um, like not doing it because it's fun. I enjoy. Well, then that is your decision. But just know that the origins date back over 2,000 years ago. This is nothing new. This is something that started way back in, in, in the Celtic area and mostly in the area that is now Ireland. And it started way back. They decided to mark the day because it's usually the end of summer and then harvest begins. And that's when things start getting dark and it's cold as winter. You know, it's fall. You know, it gets dark quicker. It's just that time of the year. But at that time, what the Celtics did was they associated that time, this particular time of October 31st, they associated it with human death. So the Celts believed that on that night before the new year, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred. And on the night of October 31st, they celebrated the Win. And it is believed that the ghosts of the dead returned to earth. And that in addition, it would cause trouble, crops would be damaged. And so they thought that these spirits um, made it easier for these these ghosts to appear. And they would have these druids, the Celtic priests, to make predictions at this time about the future. And these prophecies were really important for them. So they would go ahead and commemorate the night. And the druids, the Celtic priests, built huge sacred bonfires where the people gathered to burn crops and animals as sacrifices to their Celtic deities. And during the celebration, the Celts wore costumes um, and it usually consisted of wearing animal heads and skins and they would attempt to tell each other their fortunes. And when it was over, they lit fires that they extinguished early, um, later on in the evening and they had sacred bonfires to help protect them for the winter. So that is basically the basis. There is, of course, more to it, but that is the origin of Halloween. And then over the years, as we could see, now was more than just wearing animal costumes and having bonfires. And mind you, these bonfires, these bobbing of apple, apples and other many different things that you see people participate in, there's origins for all of this. There are people who were mutilated, people who were sacrificed. There are people who don't believe in God, the eternal God. You know, they believe in the deity of this world right now, Satan, and they worship Satan. On this day, they pray to Satan. They do all their, you know, little things and their little, you know, demonic sacrifice worship type style things that they do and they are fully aware there are witches there are many people who are just giving their life over to Satan and they truly are here to just 
ignite, you know, their type of worship. And so they don't mind you celebrating Halloween. They, especially for a Christian to do it, they, they love it because it's, it's the spirit of, of darkness and of evil and wickedness that they fully rely on. So it, they're not offended when you do these things. They gladly receive you participating. And so it's about us really fully knowing what we are involved in. If there is a form of evilness, God is clearly stating to us, stay away from it. Everything that even sounds like is fun to you to dress up and have your parties and have your candies and do all kinds of things. People are dressing up as murderers and and they do just really heinous, awful, vile things on this day. God is saying, come out from among them and be separate, be the light. Utilize this day for better. Utilize a day such as this for prayer, where you are home and you are praying or you walk through your neighborhood. You pray, you could bump into someone, you could give them a track, you could tell them about Jesus Christ on this day. Sure. Okay. You want to buy candy. You want to do your own celebration at your house. That is up to you. You have that decision, but I just want you to be fully aware. This is what is truly the basis of what Halloween is. And I'm here to remind you that you might not be fully convicted yet. You might not have your strong convictions, but know why you're doing what you're doing and not based on ignorance and just flowing with it. But what is the purpose of all these things? Because all our teaching, our speech, our wisdom, I decided not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and in him crucified. I will not elevate a tradition of man, no matter how fun or, or how celebratory the whole world will unite together for it. If it precedes God, it is nothing to me. I will not bear witness of it. I will not hang my hat on that. I'll care about that thing more than Jesus Christ crucified. The man who died on the cross for our sins is more relevant and able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask or think more than Halloween, more than a holiday, more than a tradition, more than what the worldview is. God is greater. And so I just want to remind you on this day, you might not know how to discern your words properly. I have that issue too, but that is not about us. It's about the power of God. Power belongs to God and him alone. Do not waver in your faith. Keep your head up, straighten up your back. You're a warrior for Jesus Christ and in him alone. God has the power that does not rest in a holiday. It does not rest in man. It only is in him and in him alone. So people will come up against you and will fight against you on this subject matter. It's not about the opinion and wisdom of men. It is about the word of God. And that is the testimony that we should be proclaiming from this day and forevermore. So beloved, be safe out there. Be aware, learn, grow, share, believe in God. It is in him alone 
that there is no costume, no superhero that takes the place of the real superhero. Our Savior, our Lord, it is in Jesus Christ. So what are you created for? Beloved, hey, come through. You are not created just to celebrate some Celtic Samhain holiday. No, you are created in him crucified where power rests in, where our wisdom and hope comes from. It is not about covering up. It is about uncovering the truth on this day. You don't have to dress up as somebody else. You're good enough just in who you are alone. And being involved in all the things of God makes you more powerful than anything that is going on in the world today. So take care of yourself. Stay focused. Remain vigilant, diligent in the word of God. He will see you through in all things. So take care of yourself. And better yet, let's take care of each other. God bless.